0: Morning guys. Um, I'm up here with a bit of fear, but holy fear. Um, And I just wanted to actually share two stories. The first is a very quick one. It was a a vision that, um, or a dream that Bill Johnson had once where he was walking down a gold paved street in heaven and knowing that he was walking in the direction of where where God spent a lot of his time. Obviously, he's everywhere, but he's talking about the personhood of God in heaven um, by God's house, let's call it, at the, at the end of the street. And as he gets closer, he's thinking he's like a wonder who has the house closest to God. And he's thinking, well, it's probably Reinhard Bonke, right? Because there's been 120-something million people come to Jesus through his ministry, or um, maybe it's Smith Wigglesworth or something. And as he gets closer... He gets there and and he's he's just still puzzling. And 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 then he either knocks on the door or the person comes out. And um, it's neither of them. It's a lady who prayed faithfully for the whole of her life. And the ands, you remind me of that. And I just want to give you honor and thank you for covering this church in prayer. A lot of what happens here is because of your faithful prayers over the decades, and a lot of what's going to happen in the birthing of revival is because of what you've poured into the Spirit. So thank you. We bless you. you. Um, The other is that um, I spent the last two days yesterday, um, Friday evening and Saturday morning, at at a prophetic um, gathering in the evening and a breakfast on Saturday at Hillside with uh, Keith Ferrante, who's out from the States. This man's an incredible representation of the love of Jesus. Um, Those of you who saw Todd White, he's like that, but like the businessman version of Todd White, Um, not the ex-drug addict version. Um, And uh, (laughs) incredible, incredible guy. And most of what he shares on is um, uh, joy and, uh, and fear. And uh, he's an extremely joyful man. About every second sentence, the spirit of God comes on him, and he just because he carries on speaking like this, so, uh, it's really fascinating. Um, but he's, uh, yeah, he, he, he said that um, you are going, everybody uh, has has fear, and there's only two types: there's fear of man, and there's fear of the Lord. And you got to pick one. He said because whatever whatever you have rules. You, so when it says. Um, So this day, choose whom you will serve. Choose whom you will fear. You can either fear man, and you can live in this terror that will kill you, or you can fear God, who will bring you life. And um, I really felt like that started happening in the Spirit today. This was just the most incredible ministry from the Holy Spirit um, through a a vision that that God just so graciously graciously gave Norman. So choose this day whom you will fear. And just a small example of um, what happens when it's God that you fear and not man. Um, I was at uh, after this prophetic gathering on Friday evening. It was maybe half past nine, ten o'clock, and we nipped across to Lupa to grab some food and a a drink or whatever. End of the evening, and um, we'd been sitting there for about an hour and this amazing waitress came up to us at the start, and I, I just looked at her face, and I was like, this is going to be the best waitress we've ever had. And she was. She was incredible, just warm. And looking in her eyes, I was like, I think she knows Jesus. And uh, so we paid our bill. A few people left, and we gave her something like 25 30% tip. She was fantastic, and she was just, she said, oh, it's amazing. And um, I said, it's because you're the best waitress we've ever had. And she said, thank you, will you please tell my manager that? <laughs> and I happen to know the manager, sort of family friend, so I said, yeah, no, I'll, I'll definitely do that, but um, can we pray for you? And she, and she went, yes, actually, you can. I'll come back just now. So she left, and the um, manager came and said hi to me and all that kind of thing, and um, then he went away. She finished some of her stuff for closing up, and then she came, came to get prayer. And before she could open her mouth, one of the guys sitting there was um, Brendan from Hillside. And he said, oh, do you have a pain here in your back? And she's like, yeah, I, I do. But I'm a waitress, so like most of my back hurts. <laughs> she said, he said, yeah, I know. Actually, it seemed a bit obvious. But he's like, it, it was a, a word of knowledge. So I said, okay, well, Brendan will pray for you for that just now because God gave him a word of knowledge about it. So. Um, I said, what else can we pray for? And basically she has this um, academic issue with UNISA where there's a course credit from a couple years ago that's stopping her getting her degree. They won't issue it because they said she didn't submit one assignment, but it was during the time where they lost thousands of assignments because of the postal strike. And um, UNISA said, yeah, well, even if you did do it, we have no way of knowing you did it. And um, for some reason, even though she passed the course, she said they don't fill the, all the rest of the requirements, so, and, they won't, and they won't let her redo it. Um, and so she she can't graduate because they won't. And they said, no, there's nothing we can do. So I said, um, okay, well, we'll definitely pray for that. But what's the worst case scenario? And she said, well, that's that um, if, I, if I have to pay for it again and do it. And she said, and no, I, I just can't. And so I said, how much is it? And she said, 1.2. So I was, region um, because in business, I'm, when I hear one point two, I'm thinking millions. So I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> um, but to her, it was one point two million rand. That's what it felt like. It seemed um, it was one thousand two hundred. Okay, which is which is a lot. Um, but to her, it was an extraordinarily large amount of money. And um, so I just said, well, if that's what it comes to, we'll pay for it. Um, And she just looked at me and I said, but you don't need to worry about that because God can make anyone press a button um, on the accept assignment thing on UNISA. So we'll pray for that. So we prayed prayed for her for for favor for that. And then she also prayed that she'd have a, a babysitter who is nice because a chunk of the money she earns every night has to go to the babysitter who has to look after her kids. Um, when she comes to work. And um, she said they're really mean-spirited. She can't find anyone at the at the rate that she can offer who's actually nice to her kids. And so she's hurt every time she goes to work because she knows what's happening to her kids. So we, we prayed for that. And then um, Brennan came, uh, prayed for her back and just laid a hand on her shoulder and, um, and uh, she just was like, ooh. And Brendan said, okay, if 10 was where you were at and zero is completely better, where's your pain? She said, she's like, I'm a person who believes in prayer, okay? I go to harvest. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's like half the pain that it was. She, she couldn't believe it. She's like, I believe in prayer, but I, this is amazing. And so he's like, okay, so there's only half to go, right? And she says, yes. So he, he says, okay, fine. So let's go. So he prays for her again, and, and, and she just starts getting filled with the Spirit. She's like, whoa. And she's like, I'm going to get fired. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> She's like, oh, okay, I've got to go now. And then she stopped talking all <laughs> <like this. laughs> And, she... <laughs> and, and her, her pain had left and, and whatever, which is just um, absolutely incredible. And I said to her, if there's anyone else, um, please just find them from the kitchen, anyone who wants prayer. Um, and so this guy sort of meandered over and, and sat down. We interesting, like, looking at us suspiciously and, and we're like, hey, man, um, what's your name? And he's like, yeah, uh, w- what kind of prayers are you offering? So I was like, interesting. I was thinking, like, is, is, does he want, I don't know, what he you want to do? Um, And um, I said, um, I was about to answer him. And then I was like, oh, well, what do you mean? And um, he's like, no, I, I want to know, like, what, what you're doing, <laughs> kind, of, kind of thing. Um, and so I said, well, we believe that Jesus' death is, um, Paid the price not just for our deliverance but for our healing, and um, we see. And I just said some of the miracles and things that we see, and and we love to see people get set free of all sorts of stuff. And so, um, what would you like us to pray for? And um, he said, uh, "Well, I'm a pastor." So it was, it was interesting because um, I, I I saw what he was doing as like, sort of sneaky, because he sort of, like, came to investigate, (laughs) like, what was going on, and, um, so he continued in the conversation, he said, okay, well, to build rapport, uh, because he pastors a church in Durban, because Christ Rock Truth, or something, something like that, and, uh, and he said, so, to build rapport, what's God saying? Okay, to, to me? Um, yes, for what, me, or for Durban, or for what, he's like, no, for Durban, so I just shared with him, a bit of the vision about this, um, revival that God's bringing and what it's going to look like and that kind of thing. Um, and then we said to him, so what do you, what do you see? And he's like, yeah, I know. Um, his face started lighting up. He said, I just, we don't have it yet, but like signs and wonders and people just, just ha- it's happening on the streets and all this kind of thing. Um, and I started to see that what I perceived initially as sneakiness was like a, just a genuine hunger and we have to be really really careful with how we look at people because we've got a very fallible um lens and we need to really be looking with with God's love at people um that's 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 your litmus test for people is um what what God's love is showing you about them so i made a mistake there because that probably affected the way that i came across to him and i, I could have been warmer and, and that sort of thing but um uh god redeemed the conversation uh, which is awesome and um he said that um, he'd been or Brendan said to him, "Hey, do you feel like everything's going slowly for you and and uh, that was just such a, a spirit led question because he said, "Yeah, sometimes I just don 't feel like getting up on a Sunday morning because I think he's just exhausted because he 's trying and he's he's striving and, and Brendan said, you know because you, you, you need to you need to rest in God, and we just you know shared some help and testimony and that sort of thing." And then Ant was there, and um, oh, Ant just oozes this uh, peace. There's such a, a depth of, of peace to him. And I, I just wanted to introduce this guy to Ant. And I said, This is Antony. He's been at um, Bethel and whatever. And he goes, Bethel with that man. <laughs> and Ant's like, Yes, Bill Johnson. He's like, Yes, I like that man. And he, said, and he said, Then I want you to pray for me. He says to Ant. <laughs> Um, because he says, so you've, you've seen him? <laughs> He's like, yeah, every week he comes and teaches us. And he said, well, then you must, you must pray for me. And um, I must, I must <laughs> you know, like he was, he was just desperate for the things that God has shown him are going to happen, signs and wonders. And we said, hey, they're already here. There's already people with HIV disappearing, cancer disappearing, people being raised from the dead. It's it's all it's all starting, and um, and so he wanted this impartation for for this wonder-working power, um, and uh, yeah, and and prayed for him, and it was just amazing. Like this guy was sitting there, and he was gone from suspicious to fully just absorbing what was coming. And um, you can't you can't afford to miss any opportunity. And it's fear that it causes you to miss those opportunities. Because he said to us, so what is this? Is this a, an outreach or a mission? I said, N- no, we, we came to get food. <laughs> it's what happens when you go to get food or you go to get coffee or you go to Woolworths to buy milk. Um, it can happen anywhere and it should happen everywhere. Um, and it's, it's, think about it, it's only fear of man that stops it. And um, just as a, a quick, a helpful testimony, a very scary one, is that um, Keith Ferrante said that one man came up to him at a conference and he said, I need this fear of God and how do I get rid of this fear of man? Will you pray for me? So Keith goes to lay hands on him to pray and then he, goes, he hears a, a word from the Lord and he said, actually, no, I'm not going to pray for you. What you need to do is tell me, what's the place where you, where you are most afraid of people, like what people think matters to you the most? And he said, oh, the, the board of my company. So he says, okay, well, you need to go to them and uh, do the fool's dance. So he says, oh, in the, in the spirit. And he goes, no. <laughs> you, you've got to go to him and dance. Go to that board. And he said the man was not very impressed with this counsel. Um, but after realizing that it was a word from the Lord, he went and did it. And that man has no fear of man anymore. Because you will always be under fear of man just because of one point where you have fear of man and you'll have times of this fear of God and you may have like a a general sense of the fear of God that you have in your life but something is always controlling you if that point exists and that's what I was challenged by today because I'm going to have to identify that and humble myself before God and it'll be humiliate myself before man that he would be lifted high and um if you want the real breakthrough for your life, um it's that the fear of God would pervade every area of your life. It would not be compartmentalized. And so that's what I want to encourage you in today. And maybe go to Lupa for lunch. And then finally Mary Ellen said to me, reminded me that we'd spoken about going back there after the last time I went and to be honest I completely forgot about that. So I'm going to phone them and try and find a time that's going to work, and I'll let you guys know. So please, please come with. This is a second-round invite. But in the meantime, just go to lunch there by yourself and do it anyway. It'll be cool. Okay, bless you guys.
1: Well, I have a two-hour sermon prepared, so this tea is going to be a little delayed. Uh, I just wanted to confirm, uh, obviously, what the Holy Spirit is doing here. Um, For me, this week... um, I was waiting on the Lord and what to speak when I go to Peter Meritzburg and work among the refugees, and one of the things that the Lord impressed on me this week was the fear of man, and I preached on that this week. It's exactly what, we're almost word for word, what he was sharing this morning, and um, there is only one good fear, and that's the fear of God. And and Jesus said, why fear the man who can kill the body, but rather fear him who can, once you're dead, throw your body and soul and everything into hell, you know? We, we need to fear the Lord. We need to have that awesome respect of God. And uh, it, it binds us. The fear of man brings a snare to us, the Pro, uh, proverb says. It keeps us from doing the will of God. And, and when we have that fear, you know, there is a rational fear... That keeps us from hurting ourselves, right? From falling off a cliff or doing what, you know, burning our hand in a fire. Those are rational fears. And, uh, but Jesus is saying, uh, in the story where there's a child who is, is a young girl who's, who's dying. And the leader comes to him and he's kind of there waiting. And they come to the leader and they say, don't trouble the master anymore, she's dead. Right? And Jesus overhears this, and he says, do not fear, only believe. Right? I mean, if your child is dead, the natural response is fear. That's a natural, I mean, that's a natural reaction. And God is saying to us, his people, don't listen to even the natural reaction. Right? Not even that. Laugh in the face of it. Amen? And um, believe. Only believe. Don't, don't allow that, that fear, even, even when it's something like that, Jesus says. Don't allow that to bind. Only believe. And you'll see the wonder of God. So let's take this word that that God orchestrated through the song this morning, through our brother who knelt before the cross, through Alex, through all these. He's it's the Spirit of God. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Isn't the body a great thing? How God speaks through all of its members all at once—it's amazing. Uh, Let's take that word though to heart. It says, there, there's 365 times in the Bible where God says, fear not. That's one for every single day. So if we get up every morning and go, fear not. I'm going to do the will of God no matter what it looks like. Amen? We'll, we'll, we'll accomplish what he's called us to do as a body. Hallelujah.